podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm When you're in the trenches, you know, you sh- it's cool to shoot them bullets. How you gonna defend yourself when them bullets coming back? Davis fought Santa Cruz, is gonna fall from his Popular and acclaimed defending WBA lightweight champion of the world. If it was the streets, these niggas would have been smoked. Pack all the, the whole group up. Pack them up. Pack them up and get them the fuck out of boxing. Haney, Cambosis, one of those folks, maybe Garcia. Uh, all them guys is easy work. They easy work, man. I'm the top dog. The hard-hitting young star of boxing, three-division world champion. Skill for skill. I'm much more skillful than Sinelli. I stand on that. I'm much more skillful. You and Cambosis, what happens, thank I'm whooping that ass. Tell him come see me. Tell him hold the belts. I'll whoop his ass for free. The defending world champion from Baltimore, Maryland. We from the city. You know what was happening within the city. Theboxingvoice.com. Javante Tank Davis. SDS promotion. I remember walking in Mayweather Jummy sitting on the couch. I told him a bum ass fight up. He ain't say nothing, not one word. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. And today is Sunday. Sunday's fun day, but it's also recap day. So we will be recapping this weekend's action. And we got let down, man. Lucky thing I didn't do a betting show for you guys because you would have lost your money like I lost my money. Um, It's sad. Because, you know, I really wanted Stephen Big Shot Shaw to win. He was the last leg on the fucking parlay for a plus 583 parlay with all fucking favorites. He just had to get the win. And we didn't get it. But it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You know, the skill that we thought he had, he kind of showed. Um, You know, and... uh. He just got to let his hands go a little bit more. But we are here to talk. Stephen Big Shot Shaw losing to the Nigerian nightmare F.A. El Jefe Ajagba, who had a battering ram-like jab last night doing his damn thing. And shout out to our good friend Johnny Rice. Old Johnny Rice was six-figure Johnny Rice. This the new Johnny Rice, seven-figure Johnny Rice, man. Three wins in a row. Put some respect on his name. But that slogan actually ain't for him. Put some respect on his name is for Chris Colbert, who's going to be taking on Rayo Venezuela on the Keller plant. David Benavidez undercard breaking news. I spoke to both. I mean, I spoke to everybody, man. This shit is happening. If it don't happen, 
something happened. But, uh, you know, I spoke to uh, Jose Benavidez Sr. and two other sources that this is the fight. This is the fight. And if this is the fight, I want you to put some respect on Chris Colbert's name. Moving up five pounds off a loss to take on a puncher. I see Geraldo. He's saying easy work for Rayo. So put some respect on his name. You know what I'm saying? Put some respect on his name because, you know, fighters don't do this, especially not off losses. You know, they looking for uh, something to get their confidence back, you know, before they get in the ring, man. So shout out Chris Colbert. Uh, shout out the team. Shout out Rayo. Shout out David Benavidez. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Jose Benavidez for, for taking the fight himself. You know, it's not a tough fight for Rayo coming off of a loss neither. Um, I don't know if it's a main event. I ain't get the details. I mean, it's not a main event. Obviously, it's on the undercard. I already said that. My bad. My own chat fucking me up. It's on the undercard of David Benavidez and Keller Plant. That's a good undercard. That's a good undercard fight. That's nice. I like that. So put some respect on his name. You feel me? On both of them. They both coming off losses. I mean, I want to say Rayo got it a little easier because he's the one that's the puncher. He's the one that's the bigger fighter. So Chris has got to move up to his division. And, you know, and, and, and Rayo's considered a puncher. Obviously, Chris has been in with better opposition. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to see. This is a nice, nice fight. Shout out to both men for taking that. Then... We got to discuss Oscar De La Hoya coming out on Twitter and saying that he's only given the Ryan and Tank fight until Monday because he's gotten no contract, he said. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with that, man. I mean, Ryan basically said he seen the contract, you know, and now Oscar's saying he got no contract. And I'm not really understanding it. You know, I don't know if Oscar just wants to fuck around with us and, and you know, play, play, play with our mental, play on our feelings, you know what I mean? Like, we can't afford to have another big fight snatched from us, you know? But as you can see, I'm screen sharing right here on YouTube.com forward slash The Boxing Voice, and you can see Oscar De La Hoya's verified Twitter where he is saying, I have no contract, deadline for me is Monday, or oh, I'm moving on, hashtag Davis. Garcia. So... Yeah, man, I see everybody reacting to that Rayo and Chris Colbert fight. It is a nice fight. It is a nice fight. So shout out, man. They put that together. We also got to discuss Bruce Carrington and the rest of the undercar fighters, Dante Benjamin. A um, lot of good fights took place. Heaven, Haven Brady Jr. made an impression on me. Uh, so we'll take it from right from the top. Started with Dante Benjamin Jr., 174-pounder, uh, lightweight division, uh, excuse me, light heavyweight division. Only reason I tuned into him is because he's trained by Prentice Brewer uh, and Renard Sappho. I know Sappho, not personally, but I know of Sappho and a lot of his fighters for a lot of years. You know, a lot of them have not been able to stay on the right path and turn into successful professionals, and now he's getting a crop of fighters that are. Tiger Johnson is one of his fighters. Dante Benjamin Jr. is another one of his fighters. Prentice Brewer was one of his fighters. And now Prentice is transitioned from fighter to trainer. They're training Benjamin. And that's why I tuned in. 
Now, since we, uh, well, I never said boycott PBC, OTKP, so I guess you're just, you know, being a troll. Um, I, I, I was specific to the fight because the fight made no sense, but I, 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 I'm, I'm shocked as to how something I said a week ago, damn near, is still like ripping the internet apart. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't get tired. Uh, but anyway, Dante Benjamin looked good. It was one round. His opponent, Emmanuel Austin, had a manufactured record. Reminded me of mom, the Sinisa Estrada fought. So I don't really know what to take from Benjamin. You know, technically he looked good and he's with the right team. So, you know, maybe, you know, he pans out. He got a good team. He's on a top-ranked card. He's not there for no reason. He picked up the first-round knockout win. Bruce Carrington was up next from the opening bell, or rather, should I say, from the ring walk. You know, my boy came into the ring with the swag, you know, Giants jersey, the shorts done up in the New York Giants lettering, uh, got the Everlast custom made, and, you know, he really did his thing. Um, I really love his educated lead hand. You know, he's an orthodox fighter, so he uses that lead jab hand, the left hand. But whenever he's in danger or he feels his opponent is too close in range, he uses it as a stiff arm, and he's very strong, man. He controls his opponent with that lead hand. He can turn him and everything. Yesterday, he showed me so many things. For a six-fight fighter, Shushu is showing levels. He got hit with that left because my man puts his head down, and he just kind of not Madonna. Madonna's over the top with the right. This guy's kind of like out to the side with the left, and it was landing on Shushu. But, you know, nothing crazy. And uh, Shushu was doing his thing, man. Combination punches. It, it makes you question, right? Like, he's really got that Brooklyn mentality, you know. He comes in with the towel like Mike Tyson. And, and that's, that's the only reason, and I can understand, why he wants to be on the inside. He don't got to be on the inside. Like, he's super educated with that left hand. Like I said, he can jab. He pivots well, uppercuts, but he likes to fight on that inside. And he makes it a good fight. Makes it a good fight. But you got to give credit to Juan Antonio Lopez. Super-duper tough guy. Very good vet. Man, 17-12-1 and 12 and 1 with seven KOs. Dude got hella fights and had a lot of experience. He was tricky in there. I didn't give him any rounds, but he he made it competitive. He made it a fight every every single round. It wasn't where you were ever kind of about to tune out because the action was low. Shushu fought well, and the opponent helped make that fight. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about Carrington's performance. He, he won every single round. He got hit. It's a fight. Do we want to see him get hit less? Of course. But it's only his sixth fight, so there's still some things to work on and learn. Um, after Bruce Carrington uh, in the featherweight division, we moved to the welterweight division. And there was a lot of hype behind Brian Norman Jr., uh, specifically because of some sparring that he did with Terrence Crawford in Atlanta when you know Shakur and Jamel Herring were fighting in Atlanta. Crawford came to town and watched the fight, got some work. It happened to be with Norman. That spread like wildfire. 
He gets signed to top rank. Yesterday was his top rank debut. And I'm not, like, I'm impressed with his ability to suffer adversity and get through it. Uh, I feel, I believe, I'm going to try and interview him again after to make sure, but I believe he blew his load in the first round and he had to recover from that. It wasn't as black and white or as evident as Mike Jones versus Jesus Soto Carras many years ago, ironically, on top rank. Mike Jones then was a top rank fighter like Norman was, uh, you know, fighting the Mexican that isn't signed. And, uh, you know, heard him in the first round just like Norman did and tried to go for the, for the knockout. That didn't come for Norman, you know. And I bet this fight two ways, right? As a better, I bet money line and wanting to continue to hope that his hype lives up to it, I bet on the knockout. Two separate parlays, one money line parlay and another one specific results. I would have lost anyway because fucking Shaw didn't get the win and I picked him by decision. I didn't think he could knock out a Jaguar and sure enough, no knockout came. That being said, Norman, I, I, I hedged the knockout because I'm like, if the power's real, the hype is real, let's do it. And uh, I like him more after realizing, okay, he might have gassed in the first, going for gusto, through, you know, so many punches. We need to befriend Dan Canabito so we get those CompuBox numbers immediately the day after because... He definitely threw hella punches in that first round. Um, after that, though, it was recovery time. So I'm checking the notes, and no, all we got is the scorecard, 79-72, 77-74, two times. And obviously, Norman put him down uh, with, a, with a left hand in the, in, the, in, the, in the seventh, which gave me hope, you know. A after, like, the fifth, in six, I'm like, well, it's a wrap. We're going we gonna to get the money line parlay. Forget the knockout. The power ain't real. Um, because this dude hasn't been stopped. Um, Rodrigo Coray. Oh, no, wait, is it? Uh, Coria. But if you were puncher like everybody thinks, you would do it. And I actually, I think he was stopped. One, no, no, he never been stopped. He never been stopped. Four losses at the time before yesterday's loss, and he never been stopped. But, again, if Norman was the goods, he would have been stopped because Peter Dobson beat him, and Peter told me he got no power, which I'm not sure if that's true because we've seen that Norman every now and then got on that back foot and had to keep it moving like, Korea uh, was no joke. I like him, man. You know, you got to give credit to these top-ranked matchmakers, bro. They know how to put their guys in tough. Like, that. this was a test. You know, Norman came with all the hype, all the knockout power, and then the hype of the Crawford sparring. So the matchmakers wanted to see, was it real? No knockout came. It doesn't mean that the power isn't real, but... He's starting to, you know, head in that direction. Now, maybe they set him up with another semi-tough fight where he does get the guy out of there and we can start to get back on the power. Um, but I hate to say this, 
They might not come back. They got to start right now. Think of someone else to get in the corner. There's no need to let them lose to say what I'm saying today. Tomorrow, after a loss, for what? The man has no jab. He don't set the power up. He's in love with left hook, back hook. Back hook is his right hand because that's his power hand. And that's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? He's hitting the bag. It's left hook, right hook. Left hook, right hook. No fucking jab. No straight right. Nothing down the middle. Nothing down the middle. Barely body punching. Now, yeah, the corner going to get mad. What? We was telling him. It was him. He got caught up in the lights. Cool. They'll get a second chance, too, with the next fight. But the truth is, you know, he didn't set the jab up. He didn't set no punches up. He was looking for all power, and that's that. You know, uh, exciting. But after that first round, I was worried. As a guy that bet on him, I'm like, fuck, is we going to see this dude, you know, because he looked. Every now and then, he gave you a little look of exhaustion. And then Korea, I'm fucking it up, but you get it. Let's go with Ruben, I think, is his first. Let me double check. Uh, but the point is, every now and then, my man would, 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 would get lucky, Rodrigo would, and land something. Um, but Brian Norman gets the win, improves to 23 and 19. Only 22 years old. So the book isn't shut yet, and I don't want them to hear this, him and his team, and think, like, I'm writing them off. It's not what I'm saying. But if you feel that it isn't time for a new trainer, then it's definitely you got to make sure that you're communicating and that he's receiving that communication because it wasn't no jab there, you know. Uh, but moving on. Bryce Mills got the win. He was a local kid. Sold a bunch of tickets. I'm hearing like 700 tickets. Um, it was crazy to see that the B-side had Stitch Duran in the corner. Uh, but but he was overmatched. You know, 3-3 three and three in yesterday. Uh, I mean, 3-3 three and three in a draw. And um, yesterday picked up another loss. But... Um, He, you know, he wasn't that, he wasn't it, man. Like, they, like, you can tell from this dude, Margarito Hernandez's left hook, like, he don't really train, you know what I mean? Like, he's not in the gym three days a week working on his craft. He's at he's a day job five days a week waiting on the call to get a fight for the weekend. Uh, that being said, Bryce Mills got the win. He did what he had to do. He was a ticket seller, and that's why he was put on the card. I don't expect to see him again unless we're going back to Verona. Um, I don't know that he's even a top-ranked fighter. I think this was just the one local they use because he, he sells tickets. Um, moving forward, Haven Brady, that's who impressed me. That might be a fighter of the night for me. I wish this was the zone, and that's what I like about the zone. You know, after every mother freaking fight on their YouTube, they got highlights. So as I'm talking about Brady, I could be watching him right now, you know, 
reminding myself how graceful he was in the ring, how money pivots he does, how he reminds me of Sean Porter, not only the build, the shoulders, you know, but the high energy, the, the inside pivots, the outside pivots. He just boxes more than Sean, I think. Um, I like Haven Brady. I don't know that I'm in love with that. Ha, 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 all that fucking amateur yelling, but he got the job done, and he looked good doing it. He's trained by Boziennis. Shout out, Bozy. And, uh, yeah, it looked good to me. He got bloody, and he couldn't stop that blood either, right? Was that the same fight? I think that's a, I think it's him. Haven Brady had, like, a bloody mouth the entire fight. Um. Yeah, see, I'm not the only one that didn't like the yelling. They saying in the chat it was pretty annoying. And uh, I get it, you know. That's why I mentioned it because it's not my thing. I forget. We had somebody a couple years back, like from the Bay Area, that did that a lot. Somebody going to remember. Low Caesar, every punch he yelled. Not a lot of power either, but he fought a lot of guys, man. He was like a Friday night fights. Uh, fighter, you know, ESPN, not this new ESPN, the Friday Night Fights ESPN, when Joe Tessitore and uh, Teddy Atlas would call. Yeah, I just got hit up by, uh, you know, one of these respected uh, trainers, and he says, Shaw fought scared. And I'm not going to say that. And, Coach, I know you know way more than me. You've been in that ring, and you train fighters. You see them punches coming. Um, and I guess it is scared, and and I'm afraid to use the word because I ride with Shaw, right? But what what I thought was discipline did look like it turned into fear. Like first three four rounds, I'm like, damn, Shaw, that dude, my man's discipline is to the heavens. That right hand is glued, like, right here. It, it wasn't below the chin. It wasn't hovering under his beard. That shit was glued to the cheekbone. You understand? And I ain't talking about just the top. I'm talking about he was covering half his fucking face with that glove for four rounds without a doubt. And then after the fourth, I'm realizing, like, okay, he ain't just disciplined so he don't get hit. He he not throwing that motherfucker, so he ain't going to get hit. Like, he's so worried about what's coming back that he, he just ain't throwing that right hand no more. And he wasn't going to win with just jabs. And, you know, as a guy that had bet him on him by, by decision, it was just, it was frustrating, you know, watching him. I'm, I ain't see no, and he got such a snappy, fast jab, right? I didn't see no double, double right to the body. With all that athlete, all that athleticism that he got, I thought that was the first thing we was going to see. But that 81-inch reach of um, a Jogba, you know, we might be on the outside looking in thinking, oh, he looks slow. But when that battering ran, boy, that shit coming. Doosh, doosh, doosh. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what could you do? What could you do? F.A. F.A. stuck to his game plan, man. That jab. They say a jab could take you around the world. You know, he stuck to that jab, and that jab got him to win. 
That jab definitely got him to win, which I did not expect. I thought Shaw was going to be the one to outbox F.A. I thought he'd give him more angles, you know, give him, you know, turn him more. Like, he ain't do none of that. He ain't do none of that. And I went back and watched the Frank Sanchez and the Johnny Rice fights. And, um, yeah, if you're going to take the Frank Sanchez route, you got to hit, poop, poop. Then get on your feet, you know, um, and use the rest of the ring so, to avoid your opponent. You don't want to just only move, move, move. Oh, you're right. Stephen Shaw was 81 inch reach. Uh, a jog was 85 inch reach. So look at that, and it and it and it, and it showed, man. It showed he definitely was using that thing as a battering ram, and. Um, he didn't beat up on Shaw, but he just kept Shaw defensive-minded the entire night. The entire night. Um, so both of these guys, F.A. and Jared Anderson, are with James Prince. So I don't know that we see them fight. Last night's co-main event, Johnny Rice, he already fought a Jogba, so... Him beating Villo Villanella isn't really going to position him. I'm thinking the best thing they can do is let the losers fight. And um, I don't know what to do with the winners. You know, for F.A., he can't fight, a, he can't fight uh, Johnny again. Johnny, I would, I, would, I would say, okay, well, let's do F.A., Oslin Beck and Johnny versus Jared, but I don't think Johnny will take it because they sparred. I don't know if they'll take it. So, you know, maybe we get a Jogba versus Anderson because they kind of talked about it on the telecast. I, I don't know, though, because those are two heavyweights under the same stable of management. I don't know. And uh, other than that, I don't know who else top rank has in that heavyweight division. I know they just signed, like I said, Oslin Beck. Um, do they still have Pulev? Not really sure. But he's a bit old. And if you want to start building Jared, you got to put him in there with some newer, you know, some fresh blood, some 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 people that, you know, we actually know. So, they got Tyson Fury, who's busy, with Alexander Usyk. Sonny Kanto, I'm not sure, excuse me, I'm not sure is he still with top rank, but he is 10-0, 8 KOs. I'm not, I don't think he's ready for that upper echelon of the heavyweight division just yet. Like I said, they got Oslin Beck, Makhmadov. They got, um, that's, they got this guy, Damien. I forgot about him. They just signed him from uh, Poland. Uh, he's 10 and 0, 6 KOs. That's probably a fight for Sonny Kanto. I can't see them putting him in there with anyone else. Obviously, they have Jared. 
and I think we might have come to an end with the heavyweights. They got Shaw, but but I think they should do Shaw and Guido next before they cut Guido. They don't even got Guido on the roster, so I don't know if he got cut already. Damn. He's not even... Uh, they got Tony Yoka. So maybe Yoka? Yoka Jagba? Yoka Jagba doesn't sound bad. Or even Yoka Anderson. I like I like that. I like that. But let me just wrap up with the Johnny Rice card. Or rather fight. Johnny was losing the fight. Let's be real. I mean, I gave Guido, what, the first six maybe? Johnny landed that right hand in the sixth or the seventh. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. Because after that, you know, he got a little bit of confidence. He started doing a little bit better. And, you know, the, the cut kept bleeding. It was in a bad location. Instead of above the eye, it was under the eyelid or rather eyebrow where where blood can get in. So that fight had to be stopped. We almost had a robbery. Thank God that it was on an Indian reservation and they were, you know, able to act right then and there and implement instant replay where in New York it's not used. And even though that casino is in Verona, New York, because it's on Indian reservation, they were able to do their own thing without the commission, which is beautiful because that's how it always should be. Boxing should to look for a way to get it right. Um, I don't think we should be throwing away Vigianella. This was the best he ever looked, ever. He just got hit with a shot that bust his eye. Like, what could you do? You know? Um, I hope top rank don't cut him. I know they've cut dudes like Nahara on one loss and, and, and Gabe Flores Jr. on two losses. So he's definitely walking on eggshells. We'll find out soon enough if they're going to want to keep him. So I'm being told that Coach Bashir wanted Stephen Shaw to back him up, but obviously he never attempted to back him up, you know? Uh, outside of that, we can go ahead and touch on what is Colbert, Christopher Colbert from Brooklyn taking on Rayo Venezuela, a.k.a. Jose Venezuela from Seattle out of that Team Benavidez stable. Uh, I'm being told this fight is going to be on the undercard of Keller Plant and David Benavidez. Um, that's a good card without this fight. So it's even a, a better card with this fight. But as you can see from our thumbnail, you know, we're saying put some respect on their names, you know, on Johnny Rice's name, who picked up the win when, when people thought he wouldn't, you know. On Colbert's name, who people thought, you know, avoided Frank Martin and wouldn't, didn't want to fight him because he was a puncher, he's getting in there with another puncher. He's still moving up five pounds. This is not his division. So... Put some respect, man. And even a Jogba, man. You know, a lot of us didn't think he could beat Shaw, man. Put some respect on his name. He got the job done, man. You know? And last but not least, 
the big super fight, man. I hope that Oscar's just trolling, being an attention seeker, maybe, saying that he's given a ultimatum deadline of Monday, which is mañana, to receive some sort of contract, which is ironic because I watched the Errol Hawani interview on the MMA Nation uh, of SB or whatever, and Ryan said he's seen the contract. So I don't know what's going on, but boxing needs to do something. The people in charge of this fight need to get it right before it's too late because I don't know that we can, as a community of boxing fans, that we can go through the buildup of thinking we're going to get in a big fight like Crawford and Spence and then, you know, deflating us like a, a busted balloon again if we don't. But doing it again now with Tank and Ryan, that's that's not like that's 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 not cool. Um I hope it's not. I hope it's not uh the case, you know. I hope they can get this fight done, get it over the hill for obviously the boxing world, man. These guys, these young men will will attract a lot of eyeballs to the sport if that fight takes place. But those are all our topics. The phone lines are open. I see we got a couple people on Twitter. Go ahead and retweet the space, see if we get some more callers and anybody interested in voicing their opinion and talking about this weekend's action. If not, early night. I know none of these names uh, that fought last night are Tank. So, you know, people probably didn't watch and or are like, you know, watching football or something. But once again, the number to call, 425 1425-569-5241. Press 1 one time to voice your opinion. If you're on Discord, all you got to do is uh, raise your hand and request to speak. And same thing goes for Twitter. Just got a request. Yeah, and I guess, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, my my peoples is right. They saying if you ain't got no signed contract, you ain't got no fight. And you know that's true. Ryan can see the contract all he wants, but does he have? Did he see a signed one? But I got James, uh, Jay Hardcore Boxing. What up? Yo. What up, champ? What's up with you? Another day, another podcast. You ain't lying about that, boy. Yeah, man, I did catch the fights last night, and actually I was kind of entertained, to be truthfully honest, man. Uh, uh, I was entertained by the Rice fight and also was entertained by the Ajagba fight. Uh, actually, I thought Ajagba was going to lose that fight, uh, like a lot of us uh, thought. But uh, he actually showed me something different. He showed me a few different wrinkles. He stayed behind the jab. He was poised, and uh, he took his time. And uh, I was impressed by that. So that lets me know that uh, he uh, was definitely putting some work in the lab uh, recently. So I'm truly happy about that. And uh, that makes me uh, actually notch him up one more time. To see him uh, go to the next level and see who he, what he do on the next level. So 
I was impressed with that. And I'm glad that the commissioners actually stepped up last night and uh, said, hey, man, Rice hit him with a punch. There wasn't no uh, headbutt. And uh, they went to the uh, to the uh, video, even though that wasn't even part of the rules for last night. They they intercepted the rules and you know made the right decision. So uh, yay for boxing last night. <laughs> for real, man. Because yes, I was indeed, on pins I... and needles right there. I thought they was about to take it, and you know, knowing that Johnny's a journeyman type fighter with six losses. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it was right. just heartbreaking watching that, yo. I was so happy that they, you know, did the right thing. It's like he yeah, can't he can't afford that. Like if he if he get a loss, let him get a real loss. Don't give him a fake loss. Exactly. And you know what? When I rewatched the video a couple of times, the ref really wasn't even looking, man, to be truthfully honest. He Word. just made up some stuff. And boxing he, needs he to fix look- that. Like, it's, it's, it's a couple other officials outside the ring. Why can't he go, you know, reference one of his, his colleagues? Like, hey, bro, did you see that? You know what I mean? Like, he crazy. I don't know. That was funny. And, and my thing is, why not video, being able to go back to the video should be on all fights. I don't even see why that should not be an option. It's state to state. That's why, because we yeah, we, we, I know we it's state to sport. state. Yeah, it's state to state, but that's just leaving leaving room for uh, cheating. To be honest, for sure. Because uh, if if we can go back to the video, you know, videos don't lie, man. And uh, last night it showed it, man. I mean, man can make error. Mm. You know, can definitely make error. But that video showed the truth, man. And uh, I'm glad it showed the truth because. You know, that allow that man to eat some more, you know, and I'm happy about that because, uh, you know, journeymen don't get paid a lot of money. And so. guess what? If he loses, he wouldn't have got paid what he got paid yesterday because his pay drops. So, you know, it, it was very Facts. important that they got it right. And a lot of people don't know that. Normally, you keep on going up. Or you make what you made the last fight. But if you lose, you go back down the totem pole. Yeah. And people don't understand that about boxing, you know. Uh, once you lose, it's like shoots and ladders. All the way back down to the bottom again, you know. So, you know, as long as you win it, you keep going up. Or at least you're going to make a minimum of what you made the last fight. So, like I said, yay for boxing yesterday, man. So, we, 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 we did the right thing. Word. But that's it. That's all I got for you, Ness. Uh, this is Jay Hardcore, Hardcore Boxing News. And as I always say, uh, make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you share. But whatever you do, don't shoplift the store, the show. Appreciate it, Jay. Looks like I got Stunner in New Jersey. What up? Yo. Yo. Yeah, watched the fight last night. Uh, heard to what Jay Merkel was saying. Thought it was awesome with the what the commission did when they stepped in. Because if you remember, uh, the ref actually he came out. He was saying that he saw a headbutt. Yeah. So, yeah. So that you know, I'm glad that they cleaned that up. As far as how that fight played out, I even said um I was watching it with my bro, and I told him I was like, I think that Rex is going to try to turn it up in the middle because he wasn't really like throwing early on, and Bianello, he was being more aggressive than I ever seen him previously, so uh, kind of kind of going to what you were saying, I don't think that top rank should get rid of him, as long as that I can heal up. And then uh, as far as the main event, F.A. and Shaw, 
I thought it was a good fight. Um, I I still want to see Shaw. I mean, I see some people saying that, you know, Sean wasn't doing anything. But, I mean, I thought he showed some decent boxing. But, I mean, obviously he wasn't trying to taste that, right? But I think that you can still, like, match him against somebody else. And then we could probably see, like, you know, a better performance for him. Because I, li- I like to remind people, if you remember that, um, you know, Gerald Washington, he got dragged by Jarrell Miller. He got dragged by Konaki, and then he came back. He laid out Hellenius. You know, just when you see Hellenius come back, and then he lays out Konaki twice. So don't just rule out, you know, these dudes in one fight. You know, for, and then as far as this Ryan and Tank stuff, uh, I'm gonna be optimistic and say that they're just using this to build the hype before they announce the fight. <laughs> So we'll, we'll see what happens in the next. So you think hours. Oscar's capping and the fight still go a go? Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. What you think of this uh, Colbert Venezuela fight? Oh, I think it's good. Um, I think it's actually a good fight. I already plan on you know, getting so you... the fact that they're gonna even have that on. Like, PBC, so, so far, you know, they've been really stuffing these cards, you know, some pretty good fights, so. And keep up the good work, you know what I'm For sure, for sure. Well, all right, champ. Appreciate you calling in. Looks like we're going to wrap things up. I see somebody in Maryland. You haven't pressed one. Go ahead and press one. I'll give you a couple minutes. Anybody on Twitter spaces ready to rock and roll, now is the time. If not... We up out of here. No callers, no show. We back tomorrow morning. You already know, Nest GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Catch me on the next one.